the first time in 2024, I'm joined by our Australian correspondent, Chris Russell. Good afternoon and Happy New Year. Yeah, g'day, Ro. Happy New Year to, and to everyone listening in. It's um, great to be back for another exciting year here in, uh, in the agricultural world. You're sounding very chipper for someone who's also sitting there with COVID, Chris. Yes, well, unfortunately, the COVID is really rampant through the community over here, but um, I've been able to access this new antiviral, and uh, because uh, I'm, I'm now in the classified in the elderly brigade, I can get it for $6.70, <laughs> whereas the normal cost is $1,300. Wow. So, uh, a dose. So most people aren't getting access to that, and there's no doubt that it really uh, stops the spread within you, providing you take it early, so you don't get it as severely, and that's helpful me not have as severe an attack as I did back in 2022 when I got it last time. Oh, you poor thing. Well, uh, best wishes for a speedy recovery and glad you could access that antiviral at a discount. Hey, look, you sent through a list of stories I can choose to talk about each week and one of them really got my attention this week, Chris. It is that Australia are exporting record volumes of lamb and mutton in December and for the 2023 calendar year. I think New Zealand is very well aware of that because you're kind of snookering us by doing so, Chris. Yes, well, you know, uh, it's going to be interesting to see where the lamb prices go. It's certainly the prices have not come down on our supermarket shelves as much as you would expect. Uh, But the price is now on its way back up again, and we may miss that drop altogether. Uh, And they're anticipating that um, we could see the prices jump quite quickly this year. Um, uh, and it, when we saw, for example, on Tuesday, I saw in Ballarat prices were about $50 a head up uh, compared to the last sale of um, in December. Uh, so, you know, there is quite a, a rise. We're looking overall at the lamb indicator now at $98 a head, which is up $17.20 from a month ago, but it's still $9.20 a head from, down from this time last year. So... I'm expecting to see the price go up further this year. As far as beef is concerned, um, we're up 32 cents um, uh, over over a month ago, but we're still down 154 cents a kilo uh, live weight from where we were uh, a year ago on this uh, online indicator for 400 kilo animals. Chris, are you seeing any impact from the Red Sea shipping issues? Look, we are beginning. We haven't seen a hell of a lot of impact as yet, but they're certainly expecting that we are going to see a significant impact on beef and lamb in particular. Not so much dairy, because most of our dairy goes into Asia, but uh, Maersk have now announced that they carry a lot of our beef and sheep meat, and they've announced that since uh, they had an attack on a vessel about a month ago, uh, they're going to now send all of their vessels round the Cape of Good Hope, which adds about 10 to 14 days and a significant extra cost. Um, And uh, until the Americans or the coalition take over control of the Red Sea again, which I know they're working on doing, then um, I can see that having effect, A, on the supply and B, on the cost of getting it and therefore the price that will be received uh, by the Australian farmers. But that will be outweighed, I think, by the increasing demand that I was just talking about. Chris, about four months ago, China finally took off that 85% tariff on Australian barley. How's that gone? Has demand picked up for that? Um, Yes, and the appetite in China is definitely back. 
uh, after we had that three-year ban, uh, and it was a $1 billion market before that ban. But that was largely based on the fact that most of the uh, barley that went into China was being used for beer, which brings about a $30, $40 premium over the feed market. Now, when that ban came into place, of course, the market immediately got going in finding alternatives, which they found in Mexico, Saudi Arabia, um, and various other uh, countries like that, and they were happy to take it, but it was all at the prices for feed barley rather than for production of beer. So now that China's back in the market, the hope that this would see a better price, though, has not really been fully found out because the demand for beer in China in that time has dropped, with the world sort of going into a, a more depressed state and more inflation and so on and so forth. So therefore, although we're now selling it to China and it certainly increases demand, the actual price per tonne um, has not gone back up to where it was um, before that ban came into play. So it's a kind of a, uh, it's a bit of a Clayton's victory in, in a way. Uh, and um, uh, they, they're expecting that there will be more barley produced, but uh, with our El Nino, in, in fact, overall, um, then we're not going to see that much extra money. Maybe another $400 million um, rather than the billion dollars that it used to be. Wow, that's a huge difference. Chris, finally, just to finish, tell me about the bum-breathing turtle. Yeah, I, I read this. Um, I was looking in the kind of um, what the heck is going on department, uh, and um, I was intrigued. Well, actually, when I first thought this, I thought, I wonder if, in fact, the bum-breathing Mary River turtle is related to the arse-speaking Canberra-breeding um, uh, politician. <laughs> uh, I haven't been able to determine that, but there was a lot of money in trying to save the bum-breathing turtle, which was dying out up in the Mary River in northern Queensland and uh, the population got together they started a lot of breeding programs released thousands of these into the creek. then they found that actually the numbers weren't increasing and in fact when they put a couple of little cameras on these little baby turtles they found they were travelling down the river about twice the speed they were able to swim at and it was discovered that the fork-tailed catfish had found that this was a delightful snack and was actually uh, eating them and they were being carried along in the bellies of these catfish so <laughs> now they've got another problem. They've got to choose between the fork-tailed catfish and the bum-breathing turtle to see which one they want to save. Well, long live the bum-breathing turtle. Chris Russell, our Australian correspondent, wonderful as always to catch up with you. You take care and get over COVID quickly. No worries, Ro. Great to be back. And uh, I encourage you at home, go and Google the bum-breathing turtle. Quite a dude when the uh, images pop up. Got a bit of a, I don't know, a green mohawk thing going on. Honestly, I think this is my new favourite animal, the bum-breathing turtle, properly called the white-throated snapping turtle. It just gets better.